Welcome to our podcast inside SAP S4HANA. There is no customer success without product success and project success. A few weeks back, we learned what Intelligent Robotic Process Automation, or short also IRPA, what it is and what bots SAP is pre-delivering for quick deployment. So I may recall the two episodes with Bert Laws and Yan Liang. So in case you haven't listened to these episodes yet and you're interested in IRPA and the pre-built bots, then I would definitely recommend you to tune in to episodes eight and nine. So now that the basics are straight, we would like to share some tips and tricks from our experiences from customer engagements on how to run successful IRPA projects. And therefore, we have invited Marivon Kreim, who is part of the so-called frontrunner team of SAP S4HANA and dealing day in, day out with customers who are adopting new technologies like IRPA. So a warm welcome to you, Marivon. Hello, Corinna. Thanks for having me today. Of course. And Marivon, I personally know that you enjoy listening to podcasts in your free time. And I also know that you've tuned in for the Inside SAP S4HANA podcast. So you may expect me to ask you to give a personal introduction before we dive into the topic. Am I right? Yes, sure. And actually, um, this year, I'm with SAP for 20 years. Wow. But today, something new. It's my first podcast that I'm recording. So that's great. Looking forward to it. Nice to be on the other side for a change. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, so let me allude actually to the beginnings of our podcast, because actually you've been one of the first persons, if not the first person that we contacted when we had the idea about releasing a podcast on SAP S4HANA. So it was only after last year's summer break that we sat down together to brainstorm about the format, the do's and the don'ts and the technical requirements and all that. And I did learn a lot about podcasts from you because you yourself are such an experienced podcast listener. So this and also the fact that we've known each other for quite some time now, working in the same department for more than three years already. And this really made me look forward to recording an episode with you. And actually, we have planned even more than just one. So Marivon, nevertheless, do you want to share another anecdote with us to get us started? <laughs> Thanks, Corinna. Yeah, I can imagine. I think it's a year ago that I started or that I found podcast as a format to learn and to get inspired. And I can remember that I was very passionate about sharing my new experience with listening to podcasts with you. And actually, um, I mean, I listen to podcasts from yoga because in my private time, I'm also a yoga teacher to um, Oprah Winfrey's um, life experience, inspiring podcasts to also technical podcasts or podcasts um, around the topic on the way to new work. And I really, really enjoy the inspiration and learning that I get from these podcasts on the way to work. And so, yeah, I can definitely imagine that when we sat down together, I was openly and happily sharing of all the things I like and I don't like about podcasts. So great that it inspired you <laughs> to have me today. Yeah, so it's really diverse what you're listening to. And um, I also hope that you subscribe for our Inside SAP S4HANA podcast. <laughs> yes, of course. Of course. <laughs> okay, 
So, Marie-Yvonne, it's really nice to have you here um, and to talk about IRPA and some of the success stories. So, what? why do you think that we should now talk about uh, the success stories? What uh, do you think is the benefit that you see behind that? Yeah, especially like around the times when I found podcasts, I was also starting to get involved in the first IRPA projects. So like since six months, I'm heavily involved in um, helping and supporting different um, customers and businesses on their automation journey with um, IRPA. Um, however, I just recently found um, a study from Ernst and Young that claimed that as many as 30 to 50 percent of initial RPA projects fail. I mean, that's not my experience from um, working with our clients. But of course, um, I then looked back and analyzed, um, reflected on what I learned from these customer experience and what I can maybe share and what we need to drive internally in our projects and with clients um, to ensure that our engagements and that our um, RPA projects that we are driving with our um, S4 um, customers are really successful. So there are actually three main areas where I see um, we from a technology provider point of view, but also in collaboration with the businesses we work with. There are three areas that we have to ensure that um, we have the same understanding and that we there um, start on the right foot to really make this a long-term successful um, initiative for our clients. The first thing is RPA is a technology framework. So I see a lot of customers um, coming to us saying, oh, can we get an overview on the technology? We want to learn what do we need to do to implement the technology. However, although it's a technological framework and it helps with automation, it is so important that in the projects, the business users are engaged from the beginning. Um, because It is a technology and it's a lightweight framework um, that can help a lot of the businesses, but only if the business user and if in the end the RPA framework lands at everybody's desk. So it's important to work with the businesses to find out those impactful yet easy to automate processes that will, that that are valid or that um, can be automated by an RPA bot. And what I also see is that a lot of the IT departments, they have very well-documented processes and they know where business users are not satisfied, where they still have to do a lot of repetitive and manual work. Um, but when we then go into detail with the IT people, when it comes to understanding, for example, the volume when these steps are happening, it's getting really skin. So to really pick those spots that create an impact, right? So for example, we sat down with one client and they told us, oh, here is a step um, where this colleague 
has to manually import data from here to there. Um, and then when we asked, okay, but how many times does is that happening? Yeah, that's only happening for this colleague once, right? Although, of course, from a technological point of view, it makes sense. And at some point in time, it may also make sense to automate that one process step for this one user. But maybe for your initial bot design, for your initial projects, you want to really create something where many business users see the value that a bot can create from them, that the impact is much larger And it's equally important that you have a roadmap of maybe all or most of the areas that you currently see. Then pick those two to three most impactful business processes you want to automate um, that most business users and the management see an impact. And then set up your large-scale roadmap, automation roadmap. Um, but if you start too small and only from a technical point of view, it will be really hard um, to also create that mindset that with RPA, you really have the um, advantage that it can be really at everybody's desk. Because there's actually another number that I found that over 60% of all the positions of information workers, they spend still 30% of their time doing repetitive automatable tasks. And even in ERP, even in highly automated business processes, we still see a lot of potential. So it's important that the whole business is on board from the beginning If you just look at it from a purely technological point of view, you may be um, missing out um, to, to unlock the real potential of your IRPA initiative. Okay, so that's already a lot of insights you're sharing and That is really shocking, the, the Ernst Young um, statistics. 30 to 50% of IRPA projects, you said, are failing. That is quite a lot. I didn't expect that. So I'm really happy to know that you and your team are working against a higher percentage of success of IRPA adoption. And I'm glad we have an entire team and engine behind that. So how exactly do you follow through with this approach at customer side? How do you make sure that IRPA is successfully implemented and also run by the customer? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I know it's shocking. And even if you believe or if you acknowledge that RPA is quite a lightweight framework, right? I think um, from my experience, um, the average implementation time of IRPA is around eight to 12 weeks, right? Um, um, but still, what... From my experience um, and my learning is that not so successful initiatives, also they do not think how to leverage the potential of the RPA tool in the long run. So for example, um, I hear experiences um, from, from customers who said, yeah, we started an RPA initiative a few weeks ago. We've built this 
four to five bots, but that's it. Nobody picked it up. The business wasn't asking for more. So no, we don't see that RPA has a real power to, to automate um, business processes. But then on the other hand, um, I was discussing with a client, they had around 120 bots um, in business critical business processes, like from that they had bots in place that really helped them to um, improve their purchase order processing from a few days to only a few hours. Um, they have a lot of bots in place and they see the transformational power or they see really how the RPA initiative can impact the business and can really drive and can really have a, a real business benefit. So what you have to ensure is not think about the initial setup and go live, but you really have to think about once I have those what we discussed before, once we have those two to three initial impactful bots implemented in my business, you then really have to think about how can I democratize it? How can um, we ensure in our company that we use this framework once we have it up and running to automate business process, business process after business process? Um, and even if you look, I mean, the majority of our bot projects, of those pre-built bots, it took less than 30 days to develop them, right? And, and we talk about bots to support business-critical processes, right? Like in finance, in procurement, in, in sales. So what we do in our engagements with clients, we are looking to ensure that even at the customer side, they build up the right skill sets within their IT departments that help them to start creating, modifying their own bots. And of course, I mean, we also on a monthly basis, we are delivering pre-built bots. But however, you need to have somebody at the client side who can activate them easily, who has the... Um, link and a good working relationship with the business users to let them know, for example, there is a new bot that can automate the step, but who is also able to take up ideas from the businesses. So in many of the workshops when we're sitting, when business um, users are involved, they come up with so many ideas from the spot that once you also have experienced and skilled bot developers within your organization, um, you can analyze and assess if this idea is something that could be automated with RPA because some things are um, can be put or, or need a different fix than just those UI workflow-based fix with, with an um, RPA bot. But what we really ensure is that we also um, ensure that the organizations are aware that to unlock the full potential of their RPA initiative is only by building up dedicated resources 
I mean, it, they don't, I mean, it doesn't need to be experienced 20 years um, IT information developers. It can be young people. It doesn't require expert skills, but you need to have dedicated resources who are then after a very short time are able to develop their own bots. So for example, we are currently working um, with a client who came to us and they actually, on top of some of the pre-built bots that they want to deploy that we offered from, from SAP, they had two business critical process automations that we now are building custom-based bots. And so what we are doing is we, from the front runner team with our community of practice, so we have expert resources available who can help um, companies to, to jumpstart, even with custom-built projects. Um, so we have one of our um, community of practice experts building this one bot. But from the beginning, we asked for two dedicated resources from the client side um, to be participating in the project. And so they are shadowing of what this resource is doing so that in parallel, they're building out themselves the second bot they want to have. So we do not just give them, and of course that would have been also easily possible to say, yeah, we built those two bots here. You can just deploy them happy to go. But our approach is more not to just give them the fish, but also to learn them how to fish. So hopefully after this six weeks project, they have the dedicated resources in place um, to look after and go after um, additional um, bots they, they may want to um, build for their company to even drive further um, yeah, the automation of critical possibles or who, um, of critical bots and who also have the understanding to continuously look and validate the bots that we are pre-delivering, whether um, they qualify or they can be easily implemented um, to, to help them also to, to automate business processes. So, so that's important. One, engage the business user and two, build up the skills so you can um, support the bot initiative from within your company. And I mean, larger corporations like we at SAP, we are building up, you know, bot building center of excellence. However, in um, smaller companies or when you really have smaller IT departments, um, because you're, you're looking or, or you're operating your ERP system in the cloud, one or two young motivated resources are really sufficient um, to, to unlock the full power of your IERP initiative. Well, that's a lot that you have to share. And I can really hear and feel that you're passionate about uh, successful projects here as well. <laughs> and you also drive uh, co-innovation projects, as I could hear. Yes, and not only in RPA, but also in machine learning, AI, oh, wow. <laughs> situations, predictive analytics. Yes, okay. that's what I've been doing for the last three years now. 
Okay, I see many, many more uh, topics uh, piling up already on our episode plan here. <laughs> <laughs> I think we could also go on uh, for this one here much, much longer. Um, but um, maybe as a little sneak peek, I can already let you know that we are planning another episode to introduce some of the top bots that are already available. So stay tuned for that if you're interested. But maybe one last question for today's episode. In case we've sparked uh, the interest of our listeners, how can you and your team support their success stories? Yeah, thanks, Corinna. Um, and that really depends on where you are with your IRPA journey in your company. I mean, we work with clients um, who do not have any experience from the beginning. So we can start as I mentioned, with exploration workshops to identify which is the most impactful business process. So there are services available. We can really help you to identify where are those areas that the business user would look forward um, to be automated. Then, of course, we can help with the technical setup of the um, bot, which I said could take about eight to 12 weeks. So there we have a lot of guides available already. We have skilled experts um, in our community of practice. And there's even some very good open SAP courses available if you want to learn more about the technical framework. So we can support the whole journey from the exploration to the technical setup. And then as I said, we can do and we can set this up in a way that enables your organization to learn, to become RPA experts yourself, to also help with setting this mindset even at the business user that this automation, the bots, that this is actually something that can be very helpful for them and that they really start think about, oh, how can I use this technology to help me do my job better? So to really help you to also democratize the bots and to set this mindset change within your company. So depending of where our clients are, we can build that as a very individual collaborative journey with a lot of handholding. Or if clients have all the processes in place, when they have all the stuff, all the business processes documented, when they know where they see potential for automation. We can also just only focus on the technical setup or we can support and help with building custom-built bots um, or train the IT people on how to download and implement our pre-built bots. So it really depends. Um, we have experts and guides and documentation and skills available to make this Yeah, from to, to really tailor it to what our customers need um, to make this a successful initiative in the shortest amount of time. So basically what you say is that there is no bad timing and when to get started with RPA, right? No, just <laughs> yeah, shout out to us. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> okay, Marivon, thank you so much for taking your time and for being with us today. I'm really looking forward to dig into this topic even more in detail in one of our next episodes to follow. So if you all enjoyed today's discussion and would like to learn more, then stay tuned for the next one. As always, feel free to drop us an email via insight s4 at sap.com 
and let us know which topics are of your interest. Tune in next time and be inside SAP Esfahana. And thank you, Corinna, for making my first podcast recording such fun. <laughs> thank you. Thanks a lot. Bye.